Tonight's Game of Thrones recap is sponsored by our friends over at Blue Diamond Almonds. If you're watching Game of Thrones, you're tired of the same boring snacks. So let me tell you, because winter is here, so is the perfect snack. It's Blue Diamond Almonds. Whether you're going to work, if you're bored at work, leaving work, these almonds are the perfect snack. Honey roasted almonds, sriracha flavored almonds, wasabi and soy sauce flavored almonds. Do I have your attention? Why keep snacking on boring chips when you could go to the store and pick up Blue Diamond Almonds right now, whatever the moment, Blue Diamond Almond is the perfect snack. Don't deny your cravings. Go pick up some great flavors right now and eat them. Blue Diamond Almonds crave victoriously. King's Landing is over, but we're just getting started here on the Game of Thrones uh, post-show recap after Game of Thrones Season 8, Episode number 5. And I am live with Stephen Fishback after what a night on Game of Thrones. Stephen, ring the bell! Uh, seeing, seeing you is like seeing a white, pure horse in the middle of a field of destruction to guide me through this chaos, Rob. I'm... I'm bereft. I'm confused. I, you know, I, yeah. Okay. It's, uh, I don't know what to say. It's, it's what, what an, it's a crazy night. I mean, such, I mean, so, so much happened. So many huge momentous events in the, in the show, obviously the second to last episode, the death of many of the biggest characters, the destruction of one of the central cities. Um, I, yeah, that's what I got. That's all I got. Steven, I didn't think we were going to get it. I didn't think that Danny was, was going to flip. and. I, I have to say, I think this is going to be the thing that we're going to talk about for years to come. Danny's turn to the dark side. Yeah. And I know it's been a season that's been rushed. And uh, for the most part, I've defended season number eight of Game of Thrones. But do you feel like that as someone who uh, studies literature and the paraphrase podcast, well, was there enough that you saw to justify uh, Daenerys's flip to go fully to the dark side, fully mad queen. Had there been an, was this Urn? No. And that was my biggest, I love so much about tonight's episode. And I'm really excited to talk about so many of the incredible moments, the, the gorgeous scenes, like the, the traumatic, you know, Arya's traumatic run through the streets. But I do think the central problem that this episode had was it was just way way too sudden you know they were they were they have been sort of hinting at this yeah and then it was i here i want to read this speaking of the paraphrase podcast i want to read this tweet from jeff vandermeer who was my first guest and is an incredible author uh this got in tone was more like the grittier take no prison early season earlier seasons technically superb but with the huge blaring a flaming turd of a question mark across the sky why in the blazes would the dragon queen do any of that didn't believe it for a second or the run-up to it and i I kind of feel like that where like, yes, yes, they've been hinting at this mad queen thing, but like th- there've been like a few kind of intense moments from Danny and they, you know, they really needed more time to sort of set up this lunacy. Now I do think I've seen some people on Twitter who bought it, you know, who felt like, well, she just snapped. That's how craziness happens. But you know, the mad King was like torturing and burning his own Lords. He wasn't destroying the entire city. I mean, it just, it's like, that is like beyond madness where, you know, it, Danny has always been a relatively logistical thinker. You know, she's always been very focused on, right, like trying to govern Marine. She is just like just, you know, 
destroying this central image that she's coveted for the whole the whole series. Right. And uh, my big question is why? I don't understand. You know, had this happened at the end of the last episode where we started tonight's episode right. where Danny is riding Drogon and just uh, that coming off of what just happened to uh, Missande, she walks off. So get this. She w- walks away, retreats to Dragonstone and then uh, mounts this return to ultimately uh, do this at, at the point that the Lannister soldiers had already surrendered. The, that's just the timing seems so odd for her. And I, I can understand if she wanted to like make a bit of a demonstration, but why did all, what does she want to rule? Why did all of King's Landing need to be burned to the ground? I understand if she wanted to just, okay, let me just destroy the actual, you know, uh, the Red Keep because Cersei is there. Why spend so much time burning the the town folk of King's Landing? Right. Or even if, you know, it wasn't clear that the city had surrendered. I mean, that's sort of what I was imagining was going to happen was that like this kind of like orgy of destruction was just going to spiral out of hand. But that's not what happened. Right. The initial invasion was relatively contained. Uh, you know, they, they killed all the soldiers very quickly, like Drogon burst through the walls. Um, you know, the Golden Company surrendered. And there's this tense moment. Cersei's looking at the at the bell. Danny's looking at the bell. Cersei, you know, the, the bell rings. Danny's won. The city has surrendered. And at that point, there's really nothing there's no like spiraling mounting lunacy as was the case with her father right where um where, where he kind of was like his paranoia was like leading him into 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 insanity she's won she's gotten everything she wanted yeah and it was at that point that she decides to, after the city had surrendered, uh, it was almost like that she wanted her pound of flesh for what ultimately happened with Masande. I, I just don't uh, know if we'll ever get enough justification. I, I felt like that they tried in the previously yeah. on to really sell it in the previously on, which I don't think is a great way you want to work. If you are a TV show to really try to sell a big plot development by giving us a montage from the previously on where we even heard uh, Viserys uh, talking about uh, don't unleash the dragon, uh, tar- you know, flip a coin with a Targaryen. Sometimes they're crazy. Sometimes they're not. This is what the Targaryens do. And it's almost like that Danny, the Daenerys that we followed for seven seasons, just ultimately tonight succumbed to that. The fact that she was a Targaryen and she can't, she can't help it. Yeah, well, exactly. And, and up, I mean, you know, I, I, again, like I know some people feel like this, this is, it's been going in this direction and, and I don't disagree with that, but it, it was just such a huge leap in that, in that, in that, in that way forward. And you know, the, the small amounts, Harris was right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The small amounts they've teased and people kind of fretting, you know, she's been a little bit erratic when she was like riding the dragons with John, you know, wh- what else did she really do? She was a little bit upset when Sansa challenged her, you know, her claim to the throne. There hasn't been some, you know, spiraling madness or paranoia. She hasn't like lashed out at the people around her. She hasn't, I mean, I mean, she hasn't been nice to Tyrion. I think, you know, that, that hurts us all, but it, it really hasn't felt like it's been this build and, and, you know, if you want to say, well, insanity could strike any character at any time. And we know that she's a descendant of, of crazy people. Uh, you know, you can say that. But then that that's an excuse you could use to justify almost any action from any character in any show. You know, OK, so we don't have to like it, but it happened. And Daenerys has uh, destroyed 
King's Landing, and with it, Cersei Lannister's reign is over. Cersei and Jamie ultimately die. There's uh, so many big uh, headlines to talk about from tonight. Oh, yeah. But let me just look one week from tonight at the finale. Does Daenerys come out of this finale alive? No, 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 no. I, I don't think so at all. I mean, I think we've been saying, some people have been saying, me, like me, uh, John has got to kill Daenerys. I mean, you know, we know John has a bad track record of killing the people he's supposed to kill. So maybe it won't be John. You know, some people have said Arya after this, although Arya feels a little on the nose after she, I think you were saying that last week, like Arya can't kill well, you know, a major character. I, I didn't think she would kill Cersei, Cersei but I, right. I, for the record, I do think that she will kill Daenerys because Arya was so much of the focus yeah. of this episode once she left the, uh, when she left the Red Keep and yes, it was dramatic, but I'm not sure why that uh, she was got, you know, 70 percent of the airtime in the final, you know, uh, 10 minutes of the show, uh, unless she is going to play a, uh, you know, central role in how this ultimately ends next week. Oh, I'm sure she'll play a central role. I don't necessarily agree that she'll be the one to kill Daenerys. I, I think that would be like just too much. I mean, for the reasons you said that she wouldn't kill Cersei, I just think it's like, is she the only one who can kill big bads in this in this world? Uh, who will do it then? I John. Boy, that would be something if John uh, could do it. I don't think he can. Oh, I, I, I think John is going to be the one to do it. And, and John had his moments too, right? Like certainly when the chaos is spiraling out of control, um, you know, like Grey Worm goes off and... and and participates in the in the plundering you know john tries to stop it john john stops someone from uh raping a woman um and, and ultimately john is you know like lost in this chaos as well uh, it is it was interesting that you're right that it was aria rather than john who became kind mm-hmm. of our point of view character while she's running through the streets as they're collapsing and and my only thought is that maybe it's just because aria is like most like us you know maybe I mean, we're all secret assassins, uh, you know, but, but, you know, she's like the most like people she's the one people cue into emotionally, the, the easiest, I think. Mm-hmm. And so maybe like that's, you know, she's our sort of like emotional way into this scene of, of, of falling buildings and real chaos and, and horrible things happening. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I don't know. I just think that ultimately Arya riding off from this episode, I think that that sets up uh, that she's going to have, you know, some great significance in uh, the finale of the show. And, sure. and, I, and I wonder if maybe her taking out Daenerys could be, you know, her last her last big kill. Well, I liked that moment with the hound and her where the hound kind of says to her, don't be like me, you know, don't. So she's like Arya's off. It seems like on her final quest to kill like the last name on her list. And, you know, she and the hound are together. And then the hound sort of like pushes her away and says, mm-hmm. you know, don't 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 come because, you know, do you want to end up like me? I, I can't see her being, you know, then going on and being, you know having some big kill after that moment. But she, I think that tonight was ultimately a building like what the emotional impact of what Daenerys did was on Arya. And I think that if Arya is the one to take down Daenerys, she's the one that's been the most personally affected by all of this because she was there. She met Nora, the, the town folk who she had a name. Did you just make that up? No, I think it was, I I had the closed captioning on. So I I believe I believe her name was Nora. (laughs) uh, I miss so much by not having the closed captioning captions on Uh, Ari, (laughs) I think was the most uh, from in terms of like what we saw, the the most personally affected of any of our principal characters by what was happening with the dragon fire raining down. And I wonder if that's going to give her the motivation to be the person to kill Daenerys. I just think it'll be such a weird character moment, you know, now that she like it, uh, my hope for Arya is that her character arc is like a turn towards humanity. You know, now she's like come to the precipice with this like attempt to kill Cersei 
And and then she like goes back to being like a good person essentially, and and is not does not have to be the one to kill Daenerys. Okay, well that's all um, uh, that'll all be speculation, and we'll get to our feedback show coming up with Josh Wiggler uh, midweek. Get your feedback questions in gotf postshowrecaps.com. We, we have to talk about uh, Cersei is dead, Jamie is dead, presumably, but I think that we, with certainty, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that's we didn't like see their bodies, but that's because you know, the entire like castle collapsed hand, on like, them. Rise from the <laughs> under a pile of rocks next week. Yeah, I think that's the end of, of Cersei and Jamie. And I have to say, I thought it was fantastic. fantastic. I really thought it was like a great moment for the show. What did you think, Rob? I thought that that was that felt about right for Jamie and Cersei to ultimately uh, die together. It does. I do feel like uh, really invalidate what we had last week with Jamie and Brienne, which yeah. everybody really liked. And there was some uh, confusion about why was Jamie going back to King's Landing? Was he, was he going to go there to go kill Cersei, which a lot of people thought? No, nope. that's what I thought. He just wanted to go there and be with Cersei and, you know, it kind of gets a happy-ish ending, well, you know, with uh, Cersei, at least a poetic, uh, and that is, you know, what Cersei likes, ending for them to die together. No, Jaime does not kill Cersei uh, unless you say that him leading her into uh, the, uh, the dungeons that were collapsing is ultimately how he killed her, but they die together. So what does that make of the the Valonqar prophecy? It was right? never like, part of the show, so yeah. uh, that they it was not said on the show, and something that I'm sure the books will play out radically different, and yeah. so uh, you'll have to wait for that. Oh yeah, I'll be waiting for yeah. a while. I think I'll tell you what I re- what I did not care for about the Jamie storyline was why the heck. Did we need Euron Greyjoy coming oh back yeah, one more was... time? And that he he could have couldn't he just have been you know uh, just burned alive by the dragon fire? No, he happened of all the gin joints in King's Landing, he had to wash up on the same beach that Jamie was coming on and have a, a fight to the death. Ultimately, he he does not kill Jamie. You know, yeah. uh, Jamie kills him. Why? Why did Jamie have to kill Euron? It was so stupid. It really did seem like in, in movies when they, you get to the end of the movie and they're like, and those two characters are left. So they'll fight. You know, like, what do we do about those guys? Yeah. It made no sense how they ran into each other. It was total happenstance. Right. Jamie was like taking the back door to get into King's Landing because they closed the front door and Euron happens to be there. Mm-hmm. Like you said, all the gin joints in all the world. And Euron is like, let's fight. You know, like there was no yeah. there was nothing more to it than that. Um, and then Euron is like, you know, dies with a smile on his face because he's the guy who killed Jamie Lannister. Never seemed like a particularly motivating factor for Euron Greyjoy until this point. You know, the whole thing was just really weird. And then it's like, uh, Euron Greyjoy seems to have mortally wounded Jamie. And then it's just like hanging out. Um, yeah, yeah, I know. It's like sitting there watching. And uh, like, let's Jamie, uh, who like uh, sort of get to another sword. It it seems like that Euron really just let him get there. Uh, Not the greatest choreographed fight that we've had on Game of Thrones. Yeah, it did, it did seem they're like, well, we got to get rid of this character somehow. Like, who, who can kill him? Who, uh, Jamie, he, he, he has to take the back back door. And then uh, Euron's there. It was like they really had to like somehow figure out a way to like have this fight happen. Um, 
Yeah, not satisfying. But yeah, I don't know how Euron could have died. You know, it's like, I, I guess uh, yeah. maybe like Yara. roasted by Drogon. Yeah, Yara. Yeah, yeah. I thought um, Yara might be sort of like uh, the uh, Dusex Machina this week with the Iron Fleet uh, fighting the other Greyjoy fleet. But uh, we didn't need to get involved with that. Varys, we also lost tonight in uh, the opening minutes of the show. And uh, we saw Varys writing a letter. Uh, who do you suppose that uh, Varys was writing a letter to? Yeah, I think Robin, Robin Aaron, get him involved. Yes, get sweet Robin <laughs> yeah. uh, in on it. Uh, do you think that he got his letter off? It seemed like he was writing it in the afternoon and then uh, it was nighttime. It looked like he was still writing the letter. I got the sense that he was writing lots of letters. You know, he was trying to like get this information out there, like sp- spread it far and wide um, as uh, as whoever did with like, you know, the, the information I mean, about shades uh, of Ned Stark when he found out about right, uh, that's what Joffrey yeah. uh, being, exactly. uh, being the child of incest. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Um, I think that's he was sort of trying to publicize it throughout the realm. Um Ultimately, that is not what undoes him. However, what undoes him is him going like literally down to the beach right in front of the castle walls. All of the people on the beach can see him. Everyone sitting in the castle can see him. And he tries to recruit John to the uh, to the cause of, of betraying Daenerys. And I have got to say, I hated this moment. It was so out of character for Varys, you know, and, and I think this is once again, testament to how this show does not know how to handle these very subtle, manipulative political characters. We saw it last, you know, uh, last season with um, Littlefinger and how Littlefinger just, you know, had told his, his plot totally fell apart. You know, once you, you had a, a super smart devious guy there just getting completely uh, screwed over. And, and here again, like Varys's actions here make no sense. It was like a hasty end to a fantastic character. And I really disliked it. I know. I, I can't believe that Varys is gone. And this was his un- ultimate undoing. Did you, were you, did you buy it? Did you like it? Like, how are your, how did you feel about it, Rob? Uh, I was hoping that he would sort of uh, get off with a warning or that he would at least have had a death that meant something. I'm not sure. Other than uh, him saying, hey, I hope I was wrong. Uh, I I don't know if there is going to be any meaning to Varys' death. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 you know, he's a guy who's outlived every king who was the, right, who had his, uh, uh, you know, little, what are they? Little, little birds. He's little the birds, spider. Yeah. Little, yeah. And you know, for him to just be so ham fisted with this last kind of conspiracy and have it be discovered. And again, it's just a question of time, right? They, it's just like it, that plot point could have been good, but, but it could not, like it couldn't be good in the three minutes that they had to allot to it. Yeah. And we uh, got to see Jon Snow once again say uh, he does, he does not want the throne and Varys uh, putting that idea in his head is Jon Snow ultimately on the Iron Throne at the end of next week's episode, Stephen? I mean, Rob, you know, a lot of the predictions that we've all made throughout this show have been based on like some conception of the show we've had in the past. You know, I think going into season six, I would say no way is Jon Snow on the throne. I still feel that way, but I feel less confident about it. I'm like 95% sure that Jon Snow is not on the Iron Throne. Um, but, you know, I would have been like 100% sure just a, just a few episodes ago. What do you think? Uh, it sure seems like it's going that way. I, I, I can't imagine the turn of events that gets us anywhere else after tonight. I mean, yeah, I, I guess that's the thing. It's like, it, it, that would be such a terrible end to this show if Jon Snow was on the Iron Throne. What a total betrayal of the whole central, like, uh, structuring idea of the of show. Ice and fire. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's right. 
So, wow. Yeah. Uh, boy, we are uh, really in the end game now, Stephen. Yeah, it's Seven really days. true. It's, yeah, that's wild. Isn't it crazy? I mean, I really want to know. I just, I, what I, all I want to know from D&D is what, what they told, what George Martin told them. I want to know, like, how much I can count as canonical and how much I can just dismiss out of hand. Uh, I don't know. I don't think a lot. Not a lot is canonical. I don't think so. I, I mean, it doesn't sound like that he re- gave them like, uh, here's the Bible of what it sounds like that like went to lunch with him a couple times. <laughs> yeah, but he must have given the, you know, the, you know, one lunch, you know, that's enough time to give a lot of plot points. Hey, you know, uh, Daenerys goes crazy. Burns King's Landing. John, you know, that, that's over like appetizers, you know? Yeah, I um, guess so. But so well, what did you think of Tyrion turning on Varys? Did you did you buy that? Did you like it? Uh I like the moment between Tyrion and Varys uh, before Varys died. And, uh, you know, it does feel as though that maybe Daenerys is going to uh, maybe take out Tyrion next week. Yeah. Yeah. It really could be. I mean, she gave, I mean, he maybe like the whole, she finds out about the boat that was supposed to be lent well, to no, she finds out about, about, yeah, the, the, well, the boat and specifically that he freed Letting Jamie Lannister. Yeah. And while I really like the scene between Tyrion and Jamie, and, uh, we do have some more, you know, poetic justice of, you know, it was Jamie who ultimately worked to get Tyrion free. So Tyrion could, uh, escape the death sentence in season four. What did the unsullied guards uh, say when Tyrion, you know, first off, when Jamie Lannister walks out? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking, too. Like, did no one report that? Like, like, where did he even get the key from? Like, mm-hmm. all Tyrion says is, like, I'd like a, a moment alone with my brother. Um, and they're like, absolutely not. And then he's like, listen, I, I outrank you. No one gave him a key as far as we saw. Yeah, maybe there's just one master key for all the all the, all the chains. <laughs> you, I mean, you would think that that information would get back to Daenerys. I mean, maybe that's part of the fact uh, with uh, Daenerys that she feels like, you know what? All my advisors are all giving me uh, bad intel. It's just going to be me and the Unsullied. That's it. Me and the Unsullied and the Dothraki and, you know, screw everybody else. I mean, not not a bad point, you know, to, to Daenerys's point, like she she. She could have staged this is this same invasion of King's Landing two seasons ago mm-hmm. and had basically similar impact. And they wouldn't and have had a chance to build the scorpions. No scorpions, three dragons. And it really would have been, I mean, you know, Tyrion's whole point the entire time was that there's no way to take King's Landing without tremendous loss of life. We saw tonight there was actually an easy way to take King's Landing without tremendous loss of life. They did it until obviously they then destroyed, decided to destroy right. King's Landing. So if we really rewrite these last two seasons of, yeah. uh, you know, when we get to season seven, episode one, instead of all these uh, clever plans to quote Lady Elena that Tyrion came up with, Danny rides for King's Landing completely just uh, the golden company doesn't have a chance to be there it's lannister armies there's nobody uh, you know uh, people are not all uh, like holed up in the red keep yeah and 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 um she's not crazy too at that point right so she she uh, you know goes for a very safe victory she she blows down you know drogon apparently can blow up walls i guess like that's a thing mm-hmm. he can do with his fire breath and so she does he does that and uh they 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 take the city and, and, and it's a happy ending for everybody. Yeah. Uh, and Tyrion is responsible for all the tragedy and horror that came, that came last night. Yeah. Last night. 
Although then, you know, uh, John and Danny don't necessarily end up together. And then there, you still have to deal with the white walkers. Right. But, but they can do that with a united force, you know, of all the seven kingdoms because, you know, Cersei has been, been eliminated in a, in a relatively peaceful skirmish at the mm-hmm. gates of King's Landing. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, we got the Clegane ball tonight, Stephen. I can't believe that on any other night, the Clegane ball would be our top story. We got the Clegane ball. What did you think about how it ultimately played out? I was, I had a mix, I had mixed feelings. Obviously I was delighted that it happened. I thought a lot of the, the, the lead up to it was great. I loved, uh, I love Gregor grabbing Kyburn by like the head yeah. and just like, t- I thought like actually Kyburn's death is one of my favorites. Just mm-hmm. like totally cast, just like smacked Especially aside by his creation. Week. Yeah. 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 Um, and the, the, uh, and then it's a, a crazy sword fight. We get to see Gregor in, in all of his like zombified glory, which yeah. is really nasty. I thought that like, uh, that scene where, where the hound says to Gregor, you know, this is that, that it's you. That's, that's who you've always been. It was a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, he keeps, he keeps stabbing him with swords. No, don't really do anything. Um, and, and eventually they just, uh, he, he gets his eyes gouged out. Uh, the hound gets his eyes gouged out. And then they, he just basically, uh, pushes Gregor into the fire below and, and they die together. Um, I think some people felt like it was an unsatisfying ending I saw on Twitter because, you know, there was no victor, but I liked it. I mean, the hound killing himself to kill Gregor was like the only way this could end. I don't some know capacity. if the mountain can die. Uh, that was my big takeaway. And I, and I wonder, Stephen, did you feel at all as though that from like a uh, narrative perspective, it, did the mountain ultimately just become a metaphor for that? Uh, you know, uh, the hound has based his whole life on revenge and, right. and killing his brother. And it turns out that you cannot, you know, satisfy that, that uh, you can't scratch that itch because uh, you want to kill somebody and uh oh, it looks as though the mountain can't die. Yeah. And the only way to kill, you know, that, that bloodlust is to destroy yourself, you mm-hmm. know? And, and uh, I think that's, that's exactly right. And, and, you know, I think we, we had that with sort of the mountain pushing Arya away and telling her to go back and not become like him. He knew that he was not coming back from that. You know, he knew that the only way um, forward was, you know, was going to be his own death. Mm-hmm. Because it, if the dagger through the eye and the brain did not kill the, the, the mountain, I don't know if the fall is going to. I thought they were like falling into fire. Like, didn't we see like a sea of fire? Like, uh, yeah, you know, maybe he like, was never a fan of fire. Right. But like, you know, maybe like burns the mountain alive or dead, I guess, you know, it just incinerates him. That's, that, that was my takeaway is the mountain got incinerated. But, you know, the mountain being the only person who survives and ending up on the Iron Throne would be a pretty compelling ending to this show. It would be wild. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, uh, not, you know, any uh, less uh, unimaginable than if I told you, like in season three, oh, no, Daenerys is going to get to King's Landing and destroy it. Yeah. Yeah, I really, I mean, it was, uh, what a, what an insane turn of events. So did you like the game bowl? Were you happy with it? Yeah, it was fine. Uh, I mean, I don't know what ultimately, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, I was like, Hey, this is happening. This is great. But, uh, there's just so much else going on that it was, uh, you yeah, know, it was kind of overshadowed. I totally agree. Yeah. Um, but you know, wild, wild to get to see it. Steven, is it possible that Daenerys ultimately, you know, the, the breaker of chains, she wants to break the wheel. Did, did in Daenerys's mind, did King's Landing have to go because she wants to break the wheel and start again? 
Yeah, that that conversation, I really need to rewatch it because I was particularly unsatisfied with that conversation between Daenerys and Tyrion, where he basically made that point of like, you know, you're you're the person who frees the slaves. And like her counter arguments were not very compelling. They were like, no, the slaves rose up and like cast off their chains. But mm-hmm. um, I, I don't remember. Did I, I feel like she really had a, a major assist in the casting off of the chains there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess in Marine that the slaves uh, rose up against their masters and uh, Daenerys would have liked to have seen the uh, townsfolk rise up against Cersei uh, once she uh, showed up with these dragons. But, you know, they didn't really have a ton of information. You know, uh, this is and not- they rang the bell. They rang the bell. Right. It's, you know, uh, you know, you want to be in the Iowa caucus. You got to spend a year in Iowa, right? That's that's right. I I, I totally understand. You your point. show up and then like, <laughs> oh, yeah, expect yeah, everybody yeah. in Iowa to vote for you. You, you yeah, got to right. get to know you a little bit. Right. Got to do some politicking, hand out leaflets with your face on them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe should should Daenerys have had pamphlets dra- drawn up and then have Drogon drive over King's Landing? <laughs> uh, I guess nobody can read. That's part of the problem. Yeah. Well, one of the big the big take one of the big uh, growth arcs tonight was that Drogon learned how to dodge and weave. Uh, yes. So he was able to move up. You know, turns out that Drogon knows how to do more than just attack in a straight line. He can circle. He can rake, rise and lower. He can go left to right. Yeah. It seemed like that the killer move there was that Drogon was going to fly low. It seems like that the scorpions had a hard time to uh, they can shoot up at like a 45 degree angle. But if you come in like parallel to them, they have a hard time aiming at that. In general, he seemed to be moving around the, in, in a way that like they weren't doing the first time where they were just going like yeah, straight, they, they straight practice. into this. Now, yeah, exactly. There was a montage yeah, was, that we missed. How about, uh, was there anything more disappointing in terms of hype than the Golden Company? Oh, man. No, those, those guys sucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think if you're going to rank sort of like the least impressive armies in the history of Game of Thrones, I think they're right there with the uh, Tyrell forces. Yeah, they just gave up at the very, I mean, in Tyrell, it's you know, at least swords. They're, they're going to yeah. leave you high and dry. Yeah. And, you know, if there were elephants there, it would have been a whole different, a uh, whole different matter. Yeah. I mean, it was like over before it started for the Golden Company. Yeah, they they uh, they're like their leader just just immediately sucked. He was immediately killed. Right. And then um, the golden they, the rest of them just gave up, uh, you know, within moments, within moments. It was uh, very, very quickly that he was able to uh, just be uh, dismissed very quickly. Uh, did Have we been introduced to that guy? I don't I couldn't remember. He looked vaguely familiar. I'm like, maybe he showed up in a scene with like Euron or something like, hey, hey what's up, guy? Yeah. Um, like, but, no. Oh, it's Dick on Tarly. Like, nope, no, it's not. It's definitely not. Him. <laughs> yeah, that would have been great. Definitely not. A him, zombified so. Dick on Tarly back from the dead. Yes. OK. Uh, any other main headlines from tonight's episode? I mean, I just think that that incredible long scene of Arya running through the streets was so powerful mm-hmm. and so incredibly well done. Just like kind of showing on the street level, yeah. the terror Saving and the horror. Saving Private Ryan-esque. Yeah, really it was. Of, of it, it was just, a, I thought it was so incredible and really just, you know, powerfully done. And, and you know, a lot of people, when we were talking about the, the Battle of, Winter, of, of Winterfell, um, People were defending that, you know, a couple episodes ago, how like dark and smoky it was. I was like, well, you're not supposed to see it because battle is confusing and smoky. Mm-hmm. And like, I actually felt like they accomplished that with with this battle, you know, where like the the chaos and the and the dirt and the 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 
terror of it. Like I yeah. felt like the, the jerkiness like was really communicated. I thought like this, this kind of nailed that effect in a way that I didn't feel uh, with the previous. Battle. Yeah. I thought it was similar to uh, John in the, the battle of the bastards where, uh, you know, he's, right. he's mostly just like being like pushed around and like bodies are piling up on top of him. He's just trying to get, get out of the wreckage. Uh, I just think that the, the big question coming out of this episode is why Arya as the, the POV character for all that? Yeah. And I really just think it's like, I mean, I, I hear you. Like maybe this is like her motivating thing to take out Danny. I, you convinced me last week that she's not going to be like the, the one, you know, the one superhero who slays everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, I like my only rationale for that is that she's, this is just like, she's like the most, you know, she's, you know, she's also just like so physically small, this right. character and to see her like running through the streets, like the, you know, the dirt and the blood on her face is just like emotional. Whereas with like John, if he's doing it, he just looks like rugged and, you know, hero ish with Arya. It's just like, you know, we, our, our hearts all go out to Arya so much. I mean, I don't doubt that she's going to have a huge role next week. And I'm sure what she sees here is going to be a major motivating factor in her, you know, demanding that John kind of assume his rights as King. But, but, uh, I don't, I just, I just can't, if, Look, at this point, any, anything, anything goes at this point, but I just can't imagine that she's going to be the one who, who kills Daenerys. Steven, can Daenerys be redeemed? I mean, it would be hard in an episode, but this show does a lot in an episode. I, you know, I don't think so. I mean, she could get like a big moment, you know, like as she's, as John is like killing her it'd be like, like the, the clouds clear from her eyes and she's like, oops, I'm so sorry. My mm-hmm. bad. You know, it uh, could happen. Yeah. But, uh, I don't think so. What do you think, Rob? Could uh, John and Daenerys ride off into the sunset together with uh, with, with announcement that uh, Daenerys is having John's baby? Well, that's what I was going to say. You think that she's pregnant. Like, what's I your do. take on how this is going to unravel? Uh, well, I think that. Uh, I mean, maybe that, that that's why uh, John won't be able to do it. Maybe that's why we need Arya to be the person to ultimately take out Daenerys. Right. Right. Because he's in love and it's his kid. Mm-hmm. So yeah. then John will have really accomplished almost nothing throughout the throughout the show. I, I really I I, I, I I don't know. I really think John has to be the one to kill her. But I, I could be wrong. Yeah. And if she is pregnant, I do think that if John finds out about it, that there's no way that he would not marry her because that he would not want to have his child be a bastard. He knows that he oh, knows about that life. Yeah. What's the what's the Targaryen like uh, bastard name? Dragon. Is that right? <laughs> I'm guessing. That's pretty cool, though. I it's mean, probably, yeah. it's probably ba- based on it. Maybe we'll maybe we'll find uh, out uh, yeah. from from there. Okay. Steven, uh, what a, what a night. Uh, I really, I can't believe we're here. I know it's been, I mean, we've seen how, you know, Cersei die. Like that's wild. And Jamie and together, I really, I just want to go back. I really love that moment. Just the two of them like holding each other. I thought that was, that was great. And like her crazy terror, not crazy. I mean, not crazy in an insane sense, but like her intense terror at that moment was just like so human. And, and you know, that actress is just amazing. And, and you know, yeah. Things her- uh, Lena Hetty. Uh, do you yeah. think that, did you think for a second that uh, they were going to get out when uh, Cersei starts talking about how that she wants her baby to live? Yeah, I did. Did you? I, I thought for a second. I'm like, I'm trying to think about this, but boy, that baby plot line really went nowhere. Yeah, with like the wine drinking and like, oh, last week she didn't drink wine, but this week she did drink wine. Like, ooh, something's up with that. Nope, nothing was up. And especially when we had Euron and Jamie having their confrontation that you would think that the paternity would uh, 
topic would come up a little bit there. I thought when Tyrion started talking about like, uh, I know you how you're having a baby in front of Euron and, and he didn't put two and two together. Wait, how did this guy know? I thought I, I, I just found out and nope, no, no yeah. payoff. Well, but in a way, like, look, with and with like the wine thing and like the subtle hints for that, like, I didn't like that. But I do. I did like that. There was no like great reckoning for Cersei. You know, I do think that one of the things that Game of Thrones does well is kill its its main characters very suddenly and in a way that's not particularly, you know, uh, resonant. And so I thought that that for them to just, you know, be running scared, trying to escape and die as the castle collapses is is very apt like there was no great face off for them and then also it is also sort of it is it is a beautiful image or not a beautiful image but a powerful image like you know this this castle that has been their entire uh, identity is like building up their power structure in king's landing literally collapsing on top of them mm-hmm. steven how do we get all of the other characters back into the mix uh next week yeah how's sansa getting back in i'm assuming we get more sansa so you know like presumably like maybe, maybe they come I mean, you know, the, nobody's coming south to King's Landing to, cor- you know, for Danny's coronation. Like, that's got to happen somewhere else. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how we get the uh, the northern characters uh, back in the mix unless we see scenes of them at Winterfell getting a raven about what happened and, uh, you know, what what do we do? But I, I don't know. Like, uh, you have Sansa and Brienne there. I don't know who necessarily else uh, is uh, left for her to communicate with. Yeah, who's in the end game? Like we know that and Danny, John, yeah. and Arya and are, are there. Yeah, um, I'm assuming Sansa's there. Who else is a major? I mean, obviously Tyrion is is there. Who who else is a major player next week? I think that uh, we gotta keep our eyes on. It's John, Daenerys, Sansa, Arya, Tyrion, and I feel like that's the that's the big five. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's uh, and probably yeah, Bran. Is he going to play a role? Is he going to you know close his eyes and flutter over I with mean, the ravens? How did he not give anybody a heads up that this was coming? She looked so beautiful with the fire. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, uh, I mean, when when Sansa maybe uh, like uh, has he been talking to Sansa and then maybe that's why she's so skittish about Daenerys? <laughs> Could be. Yeah, yeah. Never bet against Sansa anymore. Sansa, she does not have a bad read anymore. Yeah, Sansa and Tyrion ending up together still a good a good call. Okay, well we'll see how that goes. All right, I want to take uh, some of your tweets here tonight, but first let me thank our sponsor. Those are our friends over at Blue Diamond Almonds. And if you're watching Game of Thrones, you've got to be tired of these uh, same old boring snacks. You can't watch an episode of TV like that and have boring snacks like chips. Let me tell you, winter's here. So is the perfect snack, Blue Diamond Almonds. Whether you're going to work, bored at work, leaving work, these almonds are the perfect snack. Honey roasted flavored almonds. Uh, uh, those ones are my favorite. Uh, we've got the sriracha flavored. I mean, oh, uh, sriracha here's, tonight. Here's yeah, dr- the sriracha night. Drogon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Dracaris. Uh, <laughs> we have the bold sriracha almonds, <laughs> plus wasabi and soy sauce flavored almonds too. Why keep snacking on uh, boring snacks like chips when you could go to the store and pick up Blue Diamond almonds right now? Whatever the moment, Blue Diamond Almonds is a perfect snack. Don't deny your cravings. Go pick up some great flavors right now and eat them. Blue Diamond Almonds uh, crave victoriously. And yeah, if you need to like uh, take the edge off it after the, 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 the almonds, will, the almonds will do that tonight. Hmm. Okay, Stephen, uh, let's let's take a look and see 
if uh, any any of the listeners joining us here live after all of this uh, want to talk about this, I see a uh, question from Chelly. Uh, do you think that Danny will end up killing Tyrion? She has to, right? After the threat we heard her make, she said, hey, screw up one more time, Tyrion. Yeah, and he did. He did. I, I, I thought Tyrion was going to get out uh, alive, but uh, maybe not. I certainly, wonder, for, could, there was certainly foreshadowing. Go ahead. It, it could Tyrion flip. Uh, Tyrion had been waiting for him to ring the bells. She did not go along with his plan. She killed Varys. Uh, could Tyrion jump ship? Yeah, Tyrion could be the one too. I mean, he was the one who's he's been the most blindly loyal to her for the longest period of time. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, could it be a Lannister ultimately? You know, helping out. Well, uh, a, a sort. Are there of any star. left? Who's, yeah, who's left? Tyrion. Oh, right, Tyrion. I mean, I thought he's like a different Lannister. Uh, yeah. I thought that was I like mean, uh, him and Jon Snow went up to the wall in the uh, beginning of the series. Could he be a person that's a, uh, you know, big person in Jon Snow's corner? Yeah, I definitely, I mean, it, do, it does seem like next week is everyone, ver- everyone that's left, very small number of people versus Danny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you think at all that when Jamie found, uh, found Cersei, that it was actually Arya wearing Jamie's face? That never even crossed my mind. Did, it, did you think that? I thought that in the back of my mind, I was holding that as a possibility. That would, mean, that would have that, been cool. Well, that, that had been a big fan theory of that. Oh, it will be Jamie that kills Cersei, but Arya will be wearing his face when that happens. Right. No, no. In the moment, I never even had that consideration at all, though. I mean, I, it was so... It was so clearly, you know, well, especially because Jamie appeared to be mortally wounded on his way to Cersei. I wondered if that, right. uh, you know, it could have been Arya stumbled across Jamie's body and then, uh, you know, was going to then run into Cersei. We could get a genius style flashback, like as he kills <laughs> yes. Cersei, you know, like a strange yes. way it starts playing. Yeah. He tells us, <laughs> tells us what's going on. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see what, uh, 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 Bradley says Drogon has to die next week, right? You can't break the wheel if one person still has all the military power. Maybe that's Arya's kill. Could Arya oh. kill Drogon? That's interesting. Drogon does have to die. Nymeria that's is right. going to jump out and kill Drogon. <laughs> that would be so cool. Up there, like Nymeria's wolf pack, like actually, like like just Ghost maybe joins in just for a mm-hmm. moment. Yeah, the torments. Uh, yeah, they come yeah. down. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I guess Drogon does have to die, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, me, you're right. So that's like a good kill for another character. Unless John and Daenerys fly off on Drogon like the Grease ending. Yeah, um, that's another that's another great end for this show. I mean, why not? Yeah. <laughs> why not? <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see. Um, Elizabeth uh, on Twitter says, "I met a lady at the at a party, and she named her mm. daughter Khaleesi in 2012. Maybe they should have waited to see how things ended." Yeah, I knew someone who changed her name to Khaleesi and uh, hey. really, yeah, yeah, oops. But I feel like people will, you know, if, if you're going to name your kid after a character in Game of Thrones, like you're going to own their like, you know, what? yeah, yeah, she, she, was don't she me- really crazy? You know, don't mess she, with she, her. Uh, what do you yeah. think that Daenerys, uh, if, if we looked at her uh, public approval rating, uh, what, what do you think is the Daenerys approval rating at this hour? I mean, low in King's Landing, I will guarantee you that. Uh, what about they do in, not- on, on Earth? Um... I think that's a good question. Do you think like people are really anti Daenerys generally? Like, cause they, uh, yeah. Well, I think I that coming into tonight, I think she probably had approval ratings somewhere hovering around like uh 70, 80%, but I don't yeah. think she's completely flatlined. I no, think she's I still think- got her core, like 38% that are still going to not leave her. 
I mean, she's been the, you know, one of the, the few central protagonists of the show. Yeah, she's got her core 30%. Yes. She could she could burn a guy alive in the middle of King's Landing yeah. and people would and, uh, and she, she'd gonna, get off. They're not going to yeah. turn on her. So yeah. I, I think yeah, that exactly. there's still going to be uh, Daenerys backers out there. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. I think so. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Rose of Texas, uh, thoughts on whether or not those elephants would have been a game changer. Yeah, elephants going through the streets would have would have changed everything, you know. Would have, uh, you know, the only challenge, of course, would have been would have been Drogon, which really did seem to be the decisive force uh, issue throughout. You know, it really came down to Drogon, right? That's that sort of like were all, everything else was almost irrelevant. I mean, yes, like the ground forces were able to sort of sweep up the Golden Company after Drogon had you know destroyed the wall behind them, um, but I really it really seemed to come down to, to Drogon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I wonder if that we're saying that uh, Rhaegal actually was just uh, too stupid. Uh, he, <laughs> d- he did not have a human rider. And yeah. uh, that's why he got killed. That Danny is able to pilot Drogon and uh, is able to avoid the scorpions. But uh, a a dragon without a human pilot is, you know, I, I guess that the, maybe the human has like their head on a swivel. They can sort of see what's coming up. Head on a swivel. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, <laughs> Stephen Schultz asks if if John kills Danny next week, what happens with all the Danny controlled territory in Essos? That's a great question. Uh, I don't it's know. not just Westeros save we're talking the, about. Save it for the future uh, spinoffs. Um, no, what's his name? Uh, you know, takes takes control of it. Dario. Dario. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Colin Essos. Yeah, uh, looking forward to that. Yeah, that will keep uh, keep with the uh, the spinoffs. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, Shelby says, do you think that the white horse was Bran bringing Arya back to the north? That's from Shelby. Um, no, no, I don't think so. Uh, okay. All right. Steven, any other, any other thoughts about uh, where we're at right now? No, I mean, what a, what an episode. Like I, I was, I have to say I was bummed at the beginning. I really didn't like the Varys death. I really didn't like how quickly it went from Danny's ambivalence to just her total madness. But I mean, after, you know, after that, I thought just the, the execution of it was so powerful. You know, some of these key deaths we saw were just really moving and I, it was, you know, it was a brilliant spectacle. Yeah. Uh, how is Daenerys going to be next week, Stephen? Is she going right. to like, be like, oh my God, right. what have I done? Yeah. Or is she going to be like, uh, hey, anybody uh, see you catch that yeah. last week? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, yeah. uh, that's, that's a good one. I mean, that's a good question because it sure seemed that her dad was, was really far gone. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Do you think that somebody on her council will make that comparison? Like, you know, what's weird. Remember your dad was going <laughs> to light King's landing on fire and he never got to do it. And then you came and did it. Was that, was that planned? Yeah. So yeah, that's a good, and then we saw the little dragon fire. Like, what was what was that? With these little like dragon fire things going it's, off like, around well, the city. I guess that there are just uh, little patches of dragon yeah. fire still left around the city. Uh, I thought that that was going to be you know we were going to like things were going to start. Like I thought that either Cersei had placed more dragon fire around the city as another defense, or that the like uh, they were like the whole thing was going to blow because there was still enough dragon fire in the city. But just like no, it looks like a little like uh, you know little uh, pot here and there. 
like a, pop, pop, a potpourri of dragon fire. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it was, I, presumably that was because of her, uh, of right. Um, her father, right. Who, who put it there. And so presumably like this is that, that my thought was like, this is the legacy of her father. Right. That's like, she, like, this is like the visual representation. Yeah. Of that. And then going back to Danny's vision from the house of the undying, where she walked through uh, the uh, the red keep and ultimately uh, the uh, the iron throne where the roof had been blown off and covered in snow. But alas, it, it is not snow. Of course we ash. know because the night King is dead and there's no more winter. It is ash. Yeah. Yeah. Real, real cheat. There's no more winter. Yeah, I was bummed. I mean, the, well, yeah, there was snowing last season. Yeah, it was snowing. No, but now the Night King is dead, so winter's over. Okay, okay. Look, I, I, I'm joking around. Please, I, I don't want to get dragged for this. Uh, out of all the things I get dragged on Twitter, that I know it's still technically winter, but I don't think that we're going to get any real snow anymore. Yeah, I think you're probably right. They, they couldn't afford the snow budget got spent. Snow budget is spent, okay? Yeah. All right, Stephen, uh, what, a, what a night. Can you believe next week, one week from now, we'll talk about the finale of Game of Thrones? No, it's insane. It'll be over. What will people talk about afterwards? Uh, probably this is the, f- the finale of Survivor. Oh, yeah. And then what? That's it. <laughs> and that's it for conversation. Polarizing times for po- us podcasting, <laughs> yeah. Stephen. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. The first, first Rick Devins, then this. What a, what a night. What a, what a week. <laughs> All right. So we will be back in one week's time. I will be back with Josh Wiggler for our Game of Thrones feedback show coming mm. up. Uh, probably record that on Tuesday of this week, uh, depending on how much Josh has to do. And uh, I would bet he has to do a lot after this episode. Of course, you could get all of his coverage when you uh, follow at Round Howard on Twitter. Or go to THR.com slash Game of Thrones. Of course, uh, follow at Stephen Fishback on Twitter as well. Uh, I am at Rob Sistrino, but if you want to send me negative feedback, of course, uh, the uh, direct line for negative feedback is at PineappleBoy27. <laughs> um, Rob, one person we didn't talk about was Sir Davos. Is he, he's going to be there next week. Yeah, if Davos didn't like just setting Shireen on fire, uh, can't imagine he's going to like all this. Yeah, he's going to be there's a lot of scowls on that scowly man scowl face. Yes. So, yeah. uh, boy, John pulled back the the Northmen. Uh, I think the the guys from the North like, hey, why did we do this again? Yeah. Why yeah. did we come down here for this? Right. Yeah. They're a long way from home. It was just to see just to see all that. You know, I, I know we're riding high off like uh, beating the Night King, but uh, boy, uh, this is like, can we go home now? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go home now. Thank you guys uh, so much for listening. And we'll be back uh, live for the finale next Sunday night. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Tonight's Game of Thrones recap is sponsored by our friends over at True Car. Every car comes with its share of stories. That ding in your bumper when you nervously picked up your first date, that luxury package you got after a big promotion, or the mileage you saved riding your bike all summer long. While you can't put a price tag on your stories, now with True Car, you can at least find out what your car is worth when it's time to sell it or to trade it in. Just go to True Car, simply enter your license plate number, and watch your car's details pop up. Then, Answer a few questions, navigation and moonroof. Watch as they bump 
up your car's value, high mileage. You already knew it was going to cost you, but now find out how much it's going to ding your wallet so you can plan ahead. And once you're finished, you get a true cash offer sent in minutes, which you could take to a local certified dealer to cash out or to trade in. So when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car today. True cash offer not available in all areas.